When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. It is game day for OU Baseball. Tonight, the Sooners will start a three-game set against the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll have you covered on the Sooner Radio Network. And again, looks like beautiful weather all weekend long. So get out to Mitchell Park. Enjoy what, I mean, looks to be just an amazing weekend weather-wise as Oklahoma looks to get back on track after a tough weekend last week against TCU. A big midweek win over ORU in a game that, let's just say the bats were humming. Final score was 14-12. to and then three big games this week, and tonight, 6.30, Saturday at 3.30, and then Sunday at 2. Meanwhile, it is travel day for OU softball after the Baylor series was postponed due to COVID issues in the Baylor softball program. That series has been postponed to a later date. Coming up later on this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, we'll hear from Mackenzie Donahue, the standout utility player. I say utility because... There's not a position I think that she can't play. And I know that's double negatives, but I hope it makes sense. She's played everywhere, and she's crushing the ball this year. So, Mackenzie Donhu coming up here in just a bit. But it's been a big week for Sooner Hoops. It's been a big week for the University of Oklahoma. There is a new head men's basketball coach in Porter Moser. We had the press conference. If you missed it, it's available in our archives right now. Just scroll down a bit at Soonersports.com slash podcast. And think, in fact, I think what there was Big 12 this week, and then there's the Porter Moser podcast. So it should be right there on your feed. But the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, had a chance to sit down with Porter Moser and had this incredible one-on-one to kick off your weekend. Well, Coach, welcome to Oklahoma. Thank you. Thank you. This the welcoming, I mean, it's unbelievable the welcome, the people here. And this is why I wanted to be here, is the people. And this is, 
It's not disappointing. This welcome is phenomenal. We're excited to have you. We are excited to have your family as a part of the Sooner family. Tell us, tell us about your family. My wife, Megan, we've been together for approaching 30 years. She'll, you know, she counts the dating for a year, five years. You know, I tell her we're, we're anniversary is 24, but she makes them 29. But I have four kids, um, Jordan, my daughter, Jordan. Uh, she's a sophomore on the women's team at Loyola. And then I have three boys, Jake, Ben, and Max, uh, a senior, a sophomore, and an eighth grader. So just, it's the, the rock of my life is, is, is those four kids and my wife. And, uh, they're so excited. I can just see it in their face expressions walking around here, how excited they are. That's great. Uh, tell us why. Why did you decide to come to Oklahoma? And when you made the decision, when you and Megan made the decision, we're going to do it. What was that moment like? We were so intentional at Loyola of building, you know, a family atmosphere, doing it the right way. We use the word culture. We have created by culture everywhere we had. And um, just had a lot of success and fun on that kind of journey, doing it the right way. And when I, when I met Joe and started talking and, and digging in to OU, it just was, this is everything I've been looking for, you know, uh, this level, um, but how he does it, how the, the athletic department is run, it's, it's, it's a family atmosphere, it's on integrity, class. Um, I know if, if, if a man like Lon Kruger was here 10 years, that it's a place of integrity, a place of class, a place that's a home. Um, because of my respect for him. And those are things that you, you want to build and, and build, continue building and be a part of. And that's what I've been looking for is, is this kind of culture of, of, of doing it the, the winning, doing it the right way. What is the perception of OU basketball from afar? Maybe before this past week when you got to know Joe better and everything, but from afar, what's the perception of OU basketball right now? I mean, this, I knew it from back in the days of the, you know, Wayman Tisdale, Stacey King, you know, that. But the modern day of Trey Young, Buddy Heald, Blake Griffin, just high energy, you know, excellence, winning, Final Fours, championships. Um, those, those guys, all three, played with a ton of energy. And uh, so I just, I just want to continue that, you know. I coach with energy, I li live life with energy, and but when I think of OU basketball and I think of the, that, the modern era with those guys and the winning, um, I, just, I just think of high energy um, winning. I don't want to make assumptions. I would assume the conference is a draw for you. What's the perception of the Big 12 Conference? It's one of the premier leagues in the, in the country. You saw uh, last night, the national champions came from this league. Um, you see night in and night out on TV, the level of talent, the level of coaching uh, in this. And that's what you want to I, I, You know, we've, we've had a lot of success at Loyola, and uh, that's a great place. Um, to play in a league like the Big 12, where night in and night out, um, the amount of teams that um, competing for an NCAA tournament bid, but then advancing to win a national championship. That's, that's the goal, and you, that's, you know, that's what you want. You want to play in a league that's top of the country. What is most urgent for you immediately? What do you want to get to right now? Relationships, build relationships, you know, with, with the current players, with the incoming players, with the coaches on this, on this campus, with the student body. The student body's going to get to know me. I mean, I'm, we, you know, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the people here in the, in the Norman community, um, the recruits, you know, I want to build relationship with recruits selling OU basketball, OU education. 
Um, but that's, that's the thing about me is that's my most urgent thing is just to start to build relationships because that takes time. That takes time for you get to know each other. And, and uh, so with, with the players and the people and the coaches, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to start. You hung your hat on defense at Loyola Chicago. That's what you became known for. Uh, is that your coaching philosophy? Is that the plan here at Oklahoma? Well, inside, from the outside looking in, everyone saw our defense because um, it was number one in the country. But like from the inside of the locker room, it was our mantra was more defense creates offense. It was, it was going to create our offense, running on turnovers, running on missed shots. And, and that's what we, you know, our offensive efficiency wasn't talked about as much, but we, five years in a row, we led the Missouri Valley in field goal percentage. We were also one of the few teams in the country that was in the top 50 on both offensive efficiency and defense. So I know from the outside looking in, you say defense, but inside the locker room, we were promoting defense creates offense. Let's get stops. Let's get turnovers and run and be efficient with that break. I was a huge Rick Majerus fan. Yeah. I, uh, I was in Indiana in high school when he was at Ball State, fell in love with him there, and then the rest of his career from that point on. It seems to me just looking over your career, that was kind of a transformative time for you. You tell me, how much did Rick Majerus shape you as a coach? He had a huge influence on me. Um, you know, that was the reason why, one of the reasons I was just so drawn to go work for him. Everyone was like, oh man, to go work for Coach Majerus, you're, you're not gonna have a life. And I had four kids like under seven when I went to work for him. And it wasn't that way, it was, he was, you know, he made you work, but it wasn't, it was, you know, that never bothered me. I wanted to learn. And he was, you know, just sit in a boardroom with him and watch his mind twist and turn about how to stop the other team. Um, you know, it was just, it was something, you know, I, four years I, I, I was with him. And, and I remember when the Loyola job opened up, he's like, you got to take that job. And if he was sitting here, you know, I've passed up some jobs. And, and if him and I were having one of those famous four-hour dinners that him and I used to have, he would have put his arm around me and say, you got to take OU basketball. If you can coach o, OU basketball, you need to do it. And I'm 100% convinced if he was around, that's what he would have told me. I know Mike Boynton reached out already on uh, social media, the Oklahoma State coach. Wanted to let you know Bedlam's a big deal. Uh, obviously, there's another rivalry with the team south of here that also wears orange that is pretty important to folks around here. I would imagine the rivalries at Oklahoma are, are attractive to a coach, to dive into something like that. Rivalries are, are so much a part of uh, the fan base, the coaches, the players, no question. And I've known Mike, I got to know Mike, he's doing a great job. So I'm sure, you know, off the floor, him and I will continue to joke and everything, but I know he's, he, he threw that little thing at the end. There's no question he, he wanted to, to needle you. But uh, I love rivalries. I, I love rivalries. I think they're, um, it, makes, it makes sports. Last question. What is Porter Moser's vision for Oklahoma basketball? Winning at a high level the right way. Winning um, the journey of winning. The journey of winning, doing it with great people, that friends for life, that you're going to connect. My vision for OU basketball is not to reinvent the wheel, to build on this culture. You got tradition. You got culture. I just want to help enhance it and build it. And my vision is continue to connect all the former players, continue to connect the current players, and to continue this championship culture of OU athletics and OU basketball. Obviously an exciting time. Porter Moser bringing energy, excited for the future of this OU men's basketball program. What a hire by Joe Castiglione.
All right, so a softball gets set to hit the road to play against Louisiana Tech and Mississippi State this weekend. I had a chance earlier this week, courtesy of my man Patrick Dunn, to catch up with Mackenzie Donahue. Mackenzie cha- kind of challenged statistically during her freshman year, but, oh, has she bounced back in a big way during her second season at Oklahoma? We started by asking Mackenzie how she ended up at Oklahoma. What led her to the Sooner Nation? Well, I was currently actually committed to Mizzou, and their coach got fired, and I was like, whoa, like, what am I supposed to do? And then they got a new coach, and I didn't really talk to her that much. She came and watched me a couple times, and I just didn't feel like I clicked with her. So I spoke with my parents, and they said, let's just open it up and see what we have, because it was my senior year and I was like shoot what am I supposed to do so we talked to my travel ball coach and he said yeah I think that's a great idea to see what you have open and I had a couple schools come watch me and OU was one of them and I had always like loved OU I came to the football games and I don't know if you know Kel Gundy yeah of course well, I played softball with his daughter, and ah, okay. we were, like, best friends. I went to every football game with her, did everything with her. So I was pretty close with, like, the football team and did everything with them. And I just fell in love with everything, basically, because I was here all the time. And I was seen by them and got to go on visits and I also went to a couple camps but I was younger so I didn't really know at the time what it was and so I came here took a visit and I loved it and decided to come here so that's pretty much my that's the backstory huh I literally could not stop talking about (laughs) coming here after I went on my visit. I was like, mom, I'm, I'm ready to come in. And she's like, well, let's just wait. Let's just see how it goes. And then like two weeks later, I was like, mom, all right, can we go now? Can we, can we commit? That's awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned Kel, you know, he's a big softball fan. He, yeah, he is. He's, he's dialed in. If I, if there's one person that I might hear from more often than not about, Hey, What's what's the score, or where can I listen, or what's the streak at right now for this team? It's Kale. So it, in that, it's kind of the whole ambiance, right, of Oklahoma. It's it's everything about it because I'm so glad you're here because I love watching you play. But I also think it's the passion of this program, right, that that drew you in and the passion that you had for for it as well, right? Right, and the reason why I like chose my softball number is because of him. He was number twelve here, and I was like. That's something really, like, close to me. So I, that's why I chose my number 12. <laughs> that's awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. Look at all. I'm learning today. It's 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 learning day for me. Mackenzie Donahue is hanging out with us. Are you – okay, so some things I want to find out. How, Lou, is that just something Coach calls you? Has that been a nickname that you've always kind of had? Well, so there's so many Kinseys, and my real name is Mackenzie, but I do not go by that, and oh. I go by Kinsey. And so there's so many Kinseys. We decided that we all have to have nicknames. So my mom used to call me Kinsey Lou, and I just said Lou, so that's why it stuck for me. Okay. All right. So whenever I'm saying McKinsey Donahue, I need to shorten that. You're just Kinsey Donahue, right? And if it's okay to use Lou? 
Yeah, that's totally fine. There you go. Learning. There's so many names that I have that I'll respond to anything. I love it. I love it. Uh, take me through what the, the softball scene was like in Mustang. Because, uh, obviously, you know, you got a lot of Tuttleites with you in, in Kelso and, and seeing Macy McAdoo. I mean, all over Tulsa with a couple of Owasso players. But what was it like in Mustang? Um, Mustang is – I got to play with a lot of girls that I grew up with. So, That's it cool. was like – it was a lot of fun. I didn't have trouble playing there. I had – like, I knew everyone, so it wasn't bad. And we, I moved there personally because there was a good coach there. And then he ended up leaving, and then I got a new coach, which she is great. Like, <laughs> Jamie Roberts is awesome. And I don't know. It was it was a really fun atmosphere there. Everyone knows everyone, and it was fun to play there. You, uh, you got a very athletic family. Um, t- take <laughs> yeah, me th- just a little bit, just a little bit, right? Take me through the competitiveness of like you with your siblings. What was it like growing up? Was it always competition? Was it always rooting for each other? What was it like in the Donahue household? So I have an older sister. She went to track at uh, Southern Nazarene and she's like fast, fast, <laughs> but she ended up going to OSU cause she, just didn't like it there but my little brother he played baseball and so he got a concussion and I think it freaked him out gotcha so he is going to take over my dad's business but me and my brother we like go head to head on everything like who can do better who can do this um and we get in trouble a lot (laughs) (laughs) and my mom's like you guys need to stop but I think I'm the most hardest on myself than anyone it wasn't like competition as much just because I'm so hard on myself I feel like you mentioned your your mom and your dad I would imagine you know you you're playing all over the country you played travel ball what in Kansas City for a while what uh, what has their support meant to you to allow you to do what you what you love and, and accomplish the goals that you have set in front of you I cannot even explain the way I feel for my parents. My parents have done literally everything for me, and I wouldn't be the person I am if I didn't have them. Like, they have... My dad sprays lawns, and he will not work Friday and take me to Kansas City, and I don't know how... I I don't even know how to explain what I would do to repay anything that they've done for me. Honestly, they're my world. Like, I don't know (laughs) that that's so cool Um, because it is. I don't think I even understood McKenzie. This is for me. My first year calling softball was Sid's freshman year. And I think I came into it and I didn't realize the the travel ball aspect and the sacrifices because, you know, when you're playing, gosh, upwards of 65, 70 games a year. Uh, in just a college season, I guess I never really understood. You guys did that during the summer, and you're having to travel all over the place. So you're kind of prepared from a game number perspective for college by travel ball and that sacrifice, right? Right. It's just – it's a whole different level. Like, some days you want to go, and some days you don't, just because there's so many things you have to do. Right. And my parents are – 
part of the reason why I am as good as I am, I feel like, just because they have pushed me to be, I don't know, just the best person I can be. Um, I You got time for a couple more. I, I don't know if you're having to rush to get out the door or anything. You okay if I ask you a few more? You got time? Oh, yes, I have time. Okay, cool. Mackenzie Donna, who is a freshman, starting second baseman, moving around a little bit, getting used to things. I can imagine it's it was quite a bit. Um, but this leap that you've made from year one to year two is is unlike anything I've ever seen. You're killing it out there. What was the biggest key to your improvement from year one to year two, you think? I would say staying within myself. Because when I would struggle, it was hard to stay with myself like in the moment because if I if I do anything wrong and I go out of my like my body or whatever you want to say then I am not in I'm not there and if I don't say there in the game then I'm not there for my teammates and I know that we all struggle which is great because we have so many great players on my team that one of us can pick each other up so I would just say staying within myself and understanding where I'm at. Yeah, but, I mean, nothing really changed, right? It's still that same swing, and now you're just knocking home runs out of the park, line drives everywhere. I mean, it doesn't appear as if there was anything mechanical as an adjustment. Was it just the mental approach for you? I would say it's all of it. Because oh, okay. if one thing isn't working, then other things are messed up with it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. JT Gas always talks about your superpowers, and, and I know that you, you buy back on that because you're, it's about your athletic ability. Um, so in that, how do you harness that all? How does McKenzie Donahue go out and harness that athletic ability and, and not overthink things and just stay within herself? What's the, what's the key to that for your game? My superpower is getting on base and – I would say not swinging out bad balls, <laughs> bad pitches, I would say. And usually if I swing at bad pitches, it's because they're balls, obviously. And when I get that one pitch, it's usually right down the middle. So that's why it's so hard to pitch to me, I feel like. <laughs> what? I feel like it's so hard to pitch to me because I'm so little and everyone else is so big on my team. <laughs> so, like, they're taller, so it's hard for them to pitch it. And then when they – when I get up there, it's like, oh, I better put her right down the middle because she's so little. <laughs> what, what is this team like? What's it like behind the scenes in the locker room? Because it seems so. It seems like you guys are having so much fun, and I know that helps whenever you're, you know, twenty-eight in a row, twenty-eight no, one thirty-odd games in a row. But what's what's this team's personality like, McKenzie, away from the dugout? It seems as if you guys really enjoy each other. I think that we are all different. And that's what makes us so fun to watch. Like, we all have different personalities. We all have different expectations in our roles. Like, we have so many different roles that anybody can pick each other up. And I think that is extremely important because if we were all the same, would we be able to play the way we do? I don't think so. I think that since we're so different, that we have that power to be able to change the game for us. Final thought, and I'll let you get out of here. How cool is it to have that Oklahoma influence on this team? You got, you know, Lindsey Elam, yourself. You look around Riley Boone. 
Um, I mean, Macy, I mean, the list goes on and on. But you're an Oklahoma kid. Kinsey, this is where you've lived your whole life. So what's it like to see that Oklahoma influence playing such a key role for the Sooner softball team? I feel like it's a dream, honestly. Giving those other girls that are in Oklahoma that I play here is something that they could also do as well. If they have that dream and they have that whatever you want to call it, you can get it here. If you work as hard as you want to, it's it's a dream. How great is that story about why she wears number 12, a tribute to Kale Gundy and kind of what that means to her at the University of Oklahoma. All right, so again, that schedule tomorrow for softball is a little bit different because we are only playing two games this weekend. Uh, I know originally that Coach Gasso was trying to get uh, maybe a potential third game on Sunday, uh, but it's, it never came to fruition, and unfortunately, Louisiana Tech couldn't facilitate a third game between Oklahoma and Mississippi State. So 12.30 tomorrow, I'll have you covered on the Sooner Radio Network, 12.30 for OU and Mississippi State, and then at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, the Sooners will battle the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Everyone have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Sooner Sports Podcast. And until Monday, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.